0: Kia ora. I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And I'm Marley. And you're listening to.
1: Pampa!
2: Okay. Hi, everyone. And welcome to this week's episode. How are you, Marley and Georgia? Yeah. Good things. How are you surviving? We are surviving. I think that's the best way to put it. We have zero expectations and we just get by day by day. There's plenty of screens. They're eating terrible food, but we're all alive. So, would you say
1: you're surviving but not necessarily thriving? We are not thriving.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am
1: failing to thrive. <laughs>
2: failing to thrive yeah that's what plunkett would call it um we um i'm definitely way too emotionally involved with the olympics as well because it's oh all my got gosh going for us. how
1: good we watched so the um, good we watched the skeleton today <gasps> yes yeah isn't that like terrifying how, terrifying. terrifying
2: how they go yeah We've just finished watching the um the women's halfpipe finals. Ah, cool. and that was so good. I'm so involved that I cried when the when they got gold. Oh, <laughs> I like silver and bronze, but I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's because it's all that's happening in our lives at the moment. But they are incredible. The Olympics this year.
1: What um what great timing to have that on while you're in EMIQ. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think because it's live, it feels like you're involved in something, doesn't it? I feel like I'm there and they're all my friends. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> and are the boys liking it? Yeah, they are actually. They keep asking to go skiing now. It's like, well, we chose the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no skiing in
1: Perth, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you? How's Monica? Monica's lovely. Thank you. Yep we've got got a house full which is really fun it's awesome and it keeps the children entertained so that's oh, I good bet. yeah <laughs> just um like really conscious of them waking people up and um like oh, in the night mornings. yeah yeah they've been pretty yeah. good like not earlier than kind of 20 to 7 but even in the night cuz Flo still has a couple of feeds in the night i'm like yeah i feel like she's been waking up more cuz any little noise i'm like oh shit i need to get her up before she wakes anyone mm. up but um it's only four yeah. we've only oh we've got like four more days so yeah so it's been really nice beautiful weather and just lots oh, of swimming gorgeous. and stuff so it's been really nice sorry katherine
2: oh it's fine i'll just like live vicariously through you and the yeah. olympic teams yeah <laughs> um so what's on top for you georgia
1: at the moment it's just trying to get back into exercise to be honest Ah. We um I think being on holiday has been a really good opportunity. Where I don't know if you guys have heard of um Kick Squad? It's like an app nice. that we've just been following, and they're oh, doing cool. a six week challenge at the moment. um nice. and is that like yeah, hit just training um, or is yeah, it? it's like hit strength. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually have a pre and postnatal section as well. Oh, sweet. Yeah, nice. which has been really good. So it's just we were just saying like we just need to make it a priority. Yeah, um, mm. You know, I don't want to like shred for the wedding, but I've had two babies back to back. So I would like things to be looking a bit more toned and okay. I feel like the wedding is a good goal.
2: It's mm-hmm. great. It's definitely great to have a girl, but you really have nothing
1: to worry about. Things are just a bit flabby. So we'll just oh. tighten that up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, how good are those Are those like fitness apps, though? They're so good at holding you oh. accountable, aren't
1: they?
0: They're great. I'm just looking it up right now oh
1: it's re- we paid it was like 120 dollars for the whole year oh great mm. and there's uh, there's yoga and heaps of things on there and it also has lots of recipes which cool. are oh, great good. really good and we just chuck it on the tv do it while the kids are in bed nice and they're like 20 minutes which is a good length yeah yes. yeah that's really good i feel good. like anything longer i'm like nah i don't want to waste 20 minutes of my precious alone time working
0: out yeah mm. but that's that's that for me what about you molly um, I have gotten literally nothing on top this week. <laughs> I'm so sorry to be, a, I'm really sorry to be a bore, but I have not left the house in what feels like forever. Probably, yeah, maybe like a week or more. So nothing is new. And yeah, I mean, the only good thing is, and this sounds really terrible, is that Mila went back to um preschool on Tuesday. So it's oh, been nice just having... Layla and I at home because I mean Mila's just so full on to entertain but I love her obviously and I miss her when she's there but um but
2: Layla's loving it
0: yeah and it's just a little bit less chaotic this is the
2: time for you to experiment with a cool hair color when you're not going out, and then it doesn't matter because no one will see it. Or like fake tan or something.
0: I, I probably could do some fake tanning, but yeah. Actually, I've got my sister's hen's party on Saturday, so I've oh, been organising cool. that. I'll be able to report if I get really hungover next week. Mm. So um, yeah, I'll keep. I you hope updated you make the recording. To be honest, Marley, I know what you're like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have like a four-day hangover. No. What about you, Catherine?
2: I kind of mum feelings and I guess a little bit of, of mum anxiety. I don't know if you guys have found that since you've had kids, you just you feel a bit more and maybe a bit differently about things. I think if yeah. you see a news report that's got something with kids in it that's not very pleasant or a movie, I find it really, really hard to watch mm-hmm. and I'll think about oh, it yeah. all day. I just can't... I just yeah. can't look at those things anymore. Do you guys get that? Yes. Oh,
0: 100%. Yeah. yeah. I had it really bad with I can't watch The Handmaid's Tale because mm. it just makes me really anxious after having children. Or I had it after watching David Attenborough's,
2: what is it, A Life on Our Planet. Oh, my God, same. Oh. <sighs> you just feel such guilt, don't you, that this is like yeah. the planet you're leaving your children and then on top of it you worry so much for them don't you yeah yeah i've been feeling it i probably because i'm in quarantine but feeling it a lot more like (laughs) when we were watching the olympics matt was like oh my gosh i cannot wait to go snowboarding with the boys because that's like his favorite thing in the whole wide world Mm. and in my head i was just like oh my god what? <laughs> like, just something to already feel anxious about because he's quite like a reckless, intense snowboarder. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's not going to happen. Your you,
1: injury-prone children. And my injury-prone
2: <laughs> children going off piece snowboarding with Matt who gets kicked off the mountains for being oh. reckless. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance that you're taking them snowboarding unless I'm there, being the massive bore bringing everyone
0: down (laughs) have you got your wrist guards on
2: I hope you're only sticking to the blues
0: (laughs) I feel like that's just every mum's job though just to be that person who thinks about literally every scenario and plans for every scenario so yeah it is weird though isn't it you just you do feel so much
2: more don't you and you just feel I think you feel harder Mm, if that makes sense Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Definitely. Do you reckon this happens to the rest of our lives? Um. Yeah, probably. Maybe one day we'll start to see like a bit more fun than anxiety and things that our children do. Yeah. <laughs> one one day. day. Sorry to be a bummer, everybody, but I thought I'd bring it up. No. I mean, life's a bit of a bum for us at the moment. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Right. On that depressing note, we should probably get into today's episode because we... We're so, so excited when this incredible lady agreed to come on our
1: podcast, weren't we?
2: Very excited.
0: And it was such a pleasure. Yeah.
1: And we're so appreciative of how she's been supporting us, considering everything that she does.
2: Yeah. Without further ado, let's get started.
0: Our guest for today is Jordan, who you may know from the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. Jordan is a mum of two to the gorgeous Jai, who is two, and Ali, who is four months. As well as hosting a super successful podcast, Jordan also created the Your Birth Project course, which both Georgia and myself have completed, and have to say it is just absolutely amazing. She has also recently opened up the Your Birth Project store, which is absolutely jam-packed with everything a new mum or mum-to-be needs. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Jordan. We really appreciate everything you do in this space.
3: Thank you, ladies. It's lovely to be here. Um, Can we just start
1: by? Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and what it actually is that you do?
3: Yeah, sure. So I, um, you're probably going to be bored by the time I'm finished this because I just talk for hours. But (laughs) um, (laughs) like you mentioned, I'm Jordan. I am a mum of two boys, Jai and Ali, My partner's name is Joe, and we love and live in the beautiful Papamoa. Um, and what is it I do? I've a bit of a um, I decide I'm gonna start something and then do it. So I've got lots of different things on the go at the moment, but my um, sort of first baby in the business world was the Kerry Birth Tales podcast. So um that is a podcast where I host mums and sometimes dads who share their pregnancy birth and postpartum stories with me mainly from New Zealand um and really just to bring to light lots of the stories that we might have with our friends in conversation but most of the time um we wouldn't hear and I just think birth is something that we just don't talk enough about particularly if you're planning or preparing for your own birth so that's um one sort of pillar of of my world (laughs) and then um like you mentioned I've got your birth project so that's an online hypnobirthing or calm birthing course um and yeah more recently opened the your birth project store which is just over a month old and learning all about the world of e-commerce which I just like had no idea about now that I've now that I'm in it I look back and I'm like what the, heck? <laughs> what the heck was I thinking just like starting this e-commerce business thinking that it would be like a walk in the park um and so also yeah, you've
1: got two young children
3: yeah they're yeah, amazing boys. oh, oh I've got lots and lots of support like people always message me and they're like how do you do it all and yeah I actually don't do it all like <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I've got lots and lots of support around me and um I just have some days where I'm like "Nah, today's not my day um and I'll just hang out with Ali and Jai and that's just all I do for that day so I think um yeah I'm definitely no superhero I just do what I can and have a really good village around me
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. oh that's so, so important, important isn't it <laughs>
3: yeah so regardless of what you're doing right one yeah. child and no business or five businesses and no child you still need a village mm. yeah yeah oh that's it's definitely. very true mm. so
2: yeah so tell us a little bit more about kiwi birth tales what made you want to start it in the first
3: place and when was it that you started uh so october 2000 and what are we now twenty October 2018 um, was when I started the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. And I was actually living in Italy with my partner Joe at the time. Um, He was playing water polo over there, and I was just doing some sort of freelance work. We'd moved over there from Sydney, and I had lots of time on my hands. And I'm sort of someone who doesn't know what to do with themselves when they've watched all the Netflix shows and then it's like (laughs) what next Um, and Um, and Ethan all the like pizza and pasta exactly exactly (laughs) Um, and so yeah I used to listen to a lot of podcasts and um, I've always been really interested in birth I wanted to be a midwife but I always wanted to have children before going down that path so just always had like an interest in birth and I don't know, one day I was just like, you know what, there's no there's nowhere at the moment that is talking about birth in New Zealand. I know that eventually I'll be there having my babies if I'm lucky enough one day. And I've got no idea what that might look like. So I might just start this podcast and jumped on Google and typed in what do you need to start a podcast? <laughs> found, that sounds
2: familiar. Yeah.
3: <laughs> found a local um Italian technology shop that sold me a microphone and some headphones and (laughs) off I went nice oh
1: that's amazing so you weren't you weren't pregnant at the time you did this pre-babies
3: yeah pre-babies um and Joe and I had sort of talked about having children in the future we didn't know when that would be um but I wasn't on the pill or anything so I was sort of like playing with fire a wee bit (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I ended up falling pregnant about four months after I started the podcast I think oh Oh, that's good
1: good timing
2: yeah Yeah, I sort of
3: knew it was like relatively close um If we were lucky enough to fall pregnant you know yeah quite soon so I definitely felt like I was moving into that um that space but yeah wasn't pregnant yet
2: did you listen to some of the birth stories when you were like early pregnancy or thinking about pregnancy and just think
3: um maybe we'll hold off a bit (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd had like by the time I felt pregnant I had yeah like four or five months worth of podcast recordings up my sleeve and I just had so many birth like such a variety of birth stories by then Mm. um I sort of was already of the mindset like you know really anything can happen in pregnancy Mm. and birth and I think it was actually really nice because prior to that I'd only ever talked to my friends about their births and only a couple of my friends had had children at that stage um Mm. and they sort of tell you like the really not not traumatic but like the scary parts of birth Mm. and yeah That's, like, the main part of their story rather than actually having, like, a sit-down and talk about, you know, the whole pregnancy and the whole birth and, like, that postpartum period. So I think I felt, like, I sort of thought I knew what to expect which made me feel a little bit less anxious but there'd be some stories where it'd be like oh my god (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, I think like
1: it's like I listened to um the podcast before both of my births and I think it definitely made me think okay anything can happen yeah but also now these mums are so happy and they have their baby so it's all going to be okay like no matter what happens I know it will be fine yeah yeah yeah.
3: and I think it's like I don't know it's kind of nice to hear different people's stories and then something happens in your pregnancy and then you think oh I remember that podcast where I listened to that lady talk about the same thing and it's sort of quite nice to make that connection so I really Mm. enjoyed that
1: yeah it's great that you get such a wide range I just Mm. and also even just you know making people aware of the struggles people have to go through during their pregnancies or to even fall pregnant I think that's so important that that awareness is there
0: I think one of my favorite parts of your podcast is actually the part where you talk about their journey to becoming pregnant I Mm. always like that's the part I look forward to the most when I um listen to it because I love hearing people's stories about their journey to pregnancy and things yeah and I just wish I'd known about the podcast with my first because I think it really would have changed a lot of things for me just to know Mm. that all births are different, and um, yeah. I think I just was late to the podcast listening <laughs> game, and um, I think I must have – I was probably six months pregnant already, so – yeah
3: yeah it's a funny thing isn't it I think like that was probably my main reason for starting the podcast once I sort of figured that out was Mm. that you know it's really it's a huge unknown birth and it still is regardless of how many freaking podcast episodes you listen to but, um, but you can take a lot of like learning and education and connection mm. out of each story and yeah then it feels a little bit less scary when it's happening to you i think mm. and,
1: yeah because yeah. you're so right everyone loves to tell you their traumatic birth story don't they when you're pregnant oh my god <laughs> yeah. yes like
3: uh, that is all i had heard before i started the podcast like yeah. oh my almost bled to death and I'm like oh my god yeah <laughs> oh.
0: yeah please don't tell me this <laughs> yeah yeah so do you have a favorite birth story for you that you've been told
3: oh, I definitely don't have a favorite but there's like a few episodes on the podcast that like really stick in my mind as ones that I've just really enjoyed yeah. um and I think mainly because it's felt like sitting down for a chat with a really good girlfriend yeah just mm. about life and motherhood and and their pregnancies and birth so one of my all-time favorites on the podcast and i'm not going to be able to remember what number it is but it's with a lady named jess and her daughter stevie
1: oh my gosh yes
3: i'll find the episode number (laughs) for you you can put it in the show notes but she's just such like a light i just absolutely loved talking to her and she had a really beautiful birth story and are you going to do the
1: story with walter
3: Yes, we actually okay, just cool. were messaging this afternoon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh... yeah, yeah, But I just think she's so, like, she's so lovely and she's such a beautiful mum. And yeah, that was just a really nice story. So yeah, I think it, there's no particular like genre of birth that yeah. um, is my favourite or anything like that, but definitely enjoyed
2: that
1: one.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's so good
1: and obviously your own births as well you've talked about those on there haven't you mm, yeah
3: yeah my two very different very different birth stories but yeah i've had them both on there
1: <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's so yeah. cool um and so for you what would you say your favorite moment of birth is either from your own or listening mm. listening to lots of different stories
3: oh i just love hearing like about people become becoming mums like yeah it doesn't oh. matter if it's your first or your fifth baby when they like put that baby up on your chest and oh, yeah when mums talk about that it's just such a beautiful moment and so like I don't know you can sort of put yourself back there once you've done it and like remember what it's like to have that little tiny screaming baby (laughs) yeah Um, and just that you meet for the first time and yeah I think it's so lovely to hear all of the different ways that that happens and Mm -hmm. all of the different emotions that that comes with it's just yeah definitely my favorite part of recording the podcast
0: Mm.
1: so special do you yeah side question do you think you're like once you became a mum it was very different for you than interviewing people because you could reflect on your own experience
3: yeah I think so I think I had just like more a more empathy (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) what they were actually talking about and going through but I think yeah you can definitely relate a little bit more when you're interviewing um you sort of understand more about what people are talking about and can put yourself in their shoes a lot more. Yeah. yeah
2: Yeah. so having listened to so many birthing people sharing their stories what would be your one piece of advice to a friend who is currently pregnant
3: yeah I get this question so much on kiwi birth tales like people are like (laughs) what's the one thing you can tell me like that I just have to know and I've probably like I've probably changed what I say over the last like six months but I honestly do think that if you can invest your time in some birth education, it's going to do you a world of good. I saw um, a quote or something somewhere the other day that was like, if you were going to go and buy a car, you wouldn't just turn up and be like, oh, I'm just going to go with the flow. Like you Mm. would research the car that you're buying and you would want to know about its safety and all of its features and that sort of stuff. And I just think we prepare so much like, We buy all the clothes and all of the things Mm. for our baby when they get here. But sometimes we don't invest that time in birth education. I just think like going into it, with your eyes wide open can be a really, really helpful thing. And that doesn't mean that it's going to go the way that you might plan or hope it's going to go, but it does mean that you might understand what's happening a little bit more and then you can make um, more informed decisions at the time and you feel less like decisions are being made for you, which can have a huge Mm. impact on the way that you feel about your birth afterwards. So I think, yeah, obviously if you're in a privileged position to be able to spend money investing in a course or an in-person course or you know that type of birth education then that's amazing but there's also so many free resources out there where you can find information about all different types of birth and just try to prepare yourself as best you can because I'm all for going with the flow, but I just think you can go with the flow and still understand
0: um,
3: how birth works. Absolutely.
0: I think if I had one thing to do again for my first birth, it would have been to actually research what birth was (laughs) and just like be prepared because I just was not prepared at all versus the second time I had already been through birth, but I really prepared myself Mm. again, you know, so I knew all of the things you were talking about. So, you just know you can have strategies that you can put in place mm. to use during that time and know what could happen. So, mm. yeah, I think that's mm. a really important piece of information.
1: Yeah. You had two completely different births as well, didn't you, Molly?
0: Yes.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think if you can, like, involve your birth partner in that mm. education as well, like, mm they can be such a huge change in your whole birth in terms yeah. of the way that they support you and how you feel and mm. and sometimes how they can advocate for you if you're not in the yes. position to be able to do that for yourself yeah. so yeah i just think that like investing in any type of birth education whether it's a podcast or a youtube channel or a course or yeah whatever yeah. a book um it'll do you good in the long run yeah,
1: yeah. i um i I shouldn't say I made, but I did make Tomo do the your birth project <laughs> course with me. Yeah, um, and it was so good. And then because I ended up getting induced, so we could go back and do that part of it. And then once mm. we ended up in the birthing suite, it was, he was like, "Okay, I've got to dim the lights and get the music <laughs> on." And he, and he like, you know, having his jobs.
3: Yeah, Aww. I think it's like I don't know. It's such a like obviously it's a huge thing for the mum to go through, but equally huge thing for the partner and um, yeah if they've got some tools that they can try to use to help you and comfort you and some things that they need to focus on that can be really useful too so yeah yeah and that
1: was my second birth like he'd already seen me yeah once but I think yeah it was much better that second time having him done
2: it and there seems to have been such a shift from a while ago I feel like any kind of antenatal or birth preparation courses were all about just making mum friends. Yeah. <laughs> They're now actually about really educating women mm. in what is about to happen to them and what birth looks like, which is so great that, that you actually get that understanding now because I don't think in my antenatal course I got really any understanding about what birth was. You know, mm. we knew about pain relief, but mm. that was the extent of it really.
3: Yeah, I think it's really interesting, like, sometimes I'll I'll, um, interview women on the podcast who still have that same experience of antenatal, like, oh, I didn't really take much from it, but I definitely made friends, Um, but I do agree that that is changing, and I think like for lack of a better word we're all becoming a bit more woke right like yeah. We, yeah we all follow different people or we read different things or we listen to different things where we know more going into an antenatal course so we have higher expectations of um, what we should be getting out of them and I think that's amazing like just such a great thing that we're all expecting more from our care providers or the people who are looking after us or teaching us things, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of birth education, can you tell us what (laughs) your birth project is? And I'm sorry, we have had this debate before where we say project or project and I think I said project (laughs) and I never say project. So that's my fault. Yeah, I've been hanging out with Catherine too long. So can you tell us what your birth project is?
3: i can so um i actually started your birth project after i had jai um i did a hypnobirthing course like as a mum preparing to give birth and i definitely got a lot out of it but probably didn't take away as much as i could have or wanted to um and my birth experience with jai was pretty long and pretty intense and ended up in an emergency cesarean which I have no ill feeling towards at all um, but definitely looking back at that now it would have been so different had I have known I guess what I know now having done your birth project so that was definitely a driver for me in starting it and the other part was hearing all of these mums tell the exact same story on the podcast of I wish Mm -hmm. I'd known this or my birth would have been so different had I have just put some time into learning about what was actually going to happen to me mm-hmm. um and yeah so I did an online uh, hypnobirthing practitioners course and I thought yep I've got I've got sort of the knowledge the technical knowledge that I need out of that but I really want to put my own spin on this because all of the hypnobirthing I had come across to date was really um in favor of only having a drug-free vaginal birth at home in your garden if you can, (laughs) which is amazing and incredible and full credit to all of those women who can and want to do that. Um, But I just think, yeah, I I sort of thought to myself, like we're excluding a whole heap of Mm. mothers by Mm. only focusing on those points. Um, And I also didn't feel like it was up to me to decide what – Your best birth looks like so you might decide that your best birth includes all of the pain relief and drugs that you can get your hands on Mm -hmm. um, and you feel really empowered by that decision and you feel amazing after your birth and then there might be someone else who chooses an elective cesarean for whatever reason or wants to have a home birth and that's what their best birth looks like so I really wanted to put my own spin on that hypnobirthing education that I now had and that was the driver and sort of way that I started your birth project um again it was sort of one of those things where I was like how the f do I start an online course (laughs) um so I had the knowledge and I sort of wrote um I wrote the course as like a script of how I was planning to um to have it play out and then I found a really awesome local company here who does videography and I just said hey guys this is my vision can you help me and they did and they were amazing which is really cool um and, yeah, it turned into this beautiful online course where I'm hoping um, mothers come out of it feeling really empowered and confident and like they've got the tools and techniques that they need to make decisions that make them feel really good about their birth, even if it's not plan A, like even if you end up at plan B if (laughs) (laughs) um, you still feel like you've been involved in that process and you've been part of the decision making and you've had overall like a positive experience because of that
0: I think definitely achieves that at the end of it. But when I had my um, second daughter just five months ago, it's really strange to say, but honestly, as soon as I had her, I just wanted to message you straight away. Oh and, my God, I love that. <laughs> and just say, like, I'm talking like half an hour later.
3: Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> oh my God. And I did message you, but I think I left mm. it like a day. And um, just to say how amazing it was. And I was almost going to and I thought no I, I really should just soak up my baby <laughs> right now but <laughs> but no. I just honestly I loved it so so much, and I think yeah. one of the things, like I really appreciate, was how you said you opened um, the doors to really everyone. If I didn't want to have just a drug-free birth, I wanted to know that I could still have the options of mm-hmm. if I wanted an epidural, that's fine. If I have to have a cesarean, it's fine, and um, I found that really comforting during mm. um doing the course because yeah I wasn't ruling all of those things out so yeah, yeah. thank I you. actually <laughs> love no thank you I love that um I get these messages from
3: mums who've got like one hour old babies and yeah. like, I have to tell you about <laughs> my birth I like, it just it's so like just the best feeling in the world to be involved and in, like even a small part of mother's mm. birth stories yeah. and if they feel even that little bit more empowered or positive about their birth experience it's just yeah best feeling in the world
2: yeah oh yeah what an awesome part of somebody's life to be a part of yeah it's just so beautiful
3: and like sort of like fulfilling my need for the birth space I think at the moment like yeah um It's definitely not the right time for me to be pursuing a midwifery degree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is sort of the next best thing for me right now. And yeah, it's amazing to hear about all of these different births. Um, And they all are so different, which I think is just such a nice part of the course that it doesn't feel like you've failed if you haven't had that, you know, that drug
0: free home birth experience. and yeah and also that journal that you've just mm. brought out is so yeah. amazing i oh, actually want to have another baby <laughs> just so i can use that um, someone said that
3: to uh, me they were like surely this means that you're getting pregnant with number three so you can use your journal i was yeah. like get away from me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm
0: too so yeah. i really want to use it sane. so maybe i just have to keep twisting my partner's arm <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah
3: no i think um um yeah I'm hoping to launch the journal sort of in the next four weeks or so so, but I've been giving lots of sneak peeks because I'm just so in love with it I'm like oh my gosh you guys and I feel like um it's so funny like my partner's always laughing at me but I honestly feel like I have all of these friends on (laughs) (laughs) Kelly's project like just chat with so many people about like random things that are going on in their lives. And so when I got the journal, I was like, oh, you guys, I feel like I just have to share <laughs> this with you all. Um, yeah, so I think it'll be a really amazing addition to the course. But yeah. equally, if no one's ever heard of the course before, but they happen to stumble across the journal, I'm hoping it's going to give them – the same sort of um, empowerment and education yeah. um, that
0: they need. Well, I can't wait yeah. to use it. <laughs> I'll send you a copy and you can practice. Yeah. <laughs> so, can, I, can I get it and just like pretend? Like I'll just put all the details <laughs> in the last one. Uh, yeah, but- yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and you also just start or open the Your Birth Project store. So what's mm. what's that all about?
3: Yeah, so I think when I was preparing, in particular for this recent birth with Ali, um, I was like, here's all the things I want to include in my hospital bag for me. And I probably shopped at like 20 different places to get mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, um, And I was like, "This there has to be just a better way to do this. Um, and I thought, you know what? I've got an audience of like, thousands of mums and they probably have the same problem that I do Mm. um why don't I see if I can start this online store and so I just started contacting some different businesses who made the products that I was going to be using and said this is what I'm doing what is it what how do you even stock uh, your product in a store, like I literally had no idea, so I was just saying nah. to people like, "Hey, can um you tell me <laughs> how this works?" Um, and like, luckily enough, I've met some really incredible mums who run amazing businesses in New Zealand mm. through the podcast, and they're just like, "Here's how it works. Here's my wholesale pricing. Oh, um, I'll give you like a credit account." And I was like, "Cool. I don't even know what that means." <laughs> <laughs> um, Very quickly learned what that means, but yeah. So the um, the your birth project store is the idea of it is that you can go there and it's like a one stop shop for everything that you need for pregnancy, birth, or postpartum, and it's all about mum. And I've just got some like absolutely incredible products that I just swear by in that store. Those Um, Frank Green
0: bottles. I went to to go and buy one of those bloody bottles today and they were already sold out.
3: Oh my god I know the Frank Greens like (laughs) they're gonna be the death of me I swear people are like people are really annoyed about the Frank Greens. Um, But yes Frank Greens like love a good drink bottle with a straw that you can rely on in your birth or your pregnancy Um, but yeah I think. You know, there's so many different products where I have used them and just like always recommend. And there's so many products out there, mm. like it's mm-hmm. so hard to wade through the shit. Like, yeah. where, how do I find what I actually need. need and what is like a really good option for that? So anything in the store I've either used myself or I've had recommended through the podcast by lots of people. So I've tried to make sure that there's nothing in there that. I wouldn't personally use myself. Yeah. Yeah. Do
1: you find as well, I imagine lots of people ask you, you know, what should I Mm. need in the postpartum period or during pregnancy? You can just be like, go to the store now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: It is helpful. I think um, like to just put some like birth bag lists um, Mm. and stuff like Mm -hmm. that out on the store website the other day because people always ask like what do I actually need for my hospital bag because there's a million different um checklists that people will tell Mm. you and so I tried to create one that has like all of the essentials and then some nice to haves and you can choose sort of what works for you and yeah what doesn't
0: yeah Mm. also how amazing great that you've got a section on there for gifts for your midwife because yeah. i feel like on facebook groups people are always like what do i get my mm. midwife and i've even asked that question before so it's a great way mm. um spot to go as well yeah watch the space we've got some really good um, really good products
3: coming to the gifts for your midwife Ooh, good. Ah, mm. exciting what is your most popular
2: product besides the frank green bottle oh my god the frank greens are just like out the gate um, <laughs>
3: (laughs) I I seriously I like place an order and then it'll be on its way and then I contacted them again I'm like actually I'm gonna need more of those I think Mm -hmm. this is my thing right I've got no experience with e-commerce so I'm just guessing Mm -hmm. like the stock numbers that I need so every time I like up my order and then I'm like maybe we should add more to that and then i get them and they're sold out so quickly i'm like i'm never going to be able to figure this out one day i'm going to order like a thousand bloody drink bottles and <laughs> none of them will sell yeah. <laughs> oh. um but yeah so the frank greens have definitely been very popular but the um checo stretchy baby rats, oh yeah they're a popular one and all of the, the viva care. Mm. They definitely sell a lot, but Mm. honestly, it's like super random. Some days I'll sell heaps of postpartum products and then other days it'll be heaps of pregnancy stuff, but I've tried to include like, I've got Mm. two different, um, raspberry leaf teas, for example, in the store, because when I was pregnant, I found it really difficult to find a good raspberry yeah. leaf tea that I actually knew what was in it and it was easily accessible, like if I was in the deep, dark parts of the internet looking <laughs> through a bloody raspberry leaf tea. <laughs> um, so little things like that sell really well because, yeah, I think they're just hard to find.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah oh, you've great. just got everything on there. I saw it, like okay. you've got dates and...
3: Yeah, just I've, I've, you could say, even I've done my best to try and to really try and make it like the one place that you can, yeah, get everything that you need. Such a great one idea.
2: stop shop. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. And then just on top of everything else, <laughs> you have the uh, Mini Kiwis First Aid course. Can you tell us what that is and, mm. and you know, what it's about?
3: Yeah. So this sort of stemmed for me, I think, when Jai was like around six months old and I can't remember what happened. I think he was like trying solids maybe. And he started like gagging and I thought he was going to die. I was like, oh my God, I've given my kid something and he's choking and I've got no idea Mm. what to do. Like I used to do surf lifesaving. I've got a first aid certificate. I was like, surely I can, you know, remember what to do here. But I literally have or had no clue about anything to do with infant or child first aid. And it is so different to caring for an adult um yeah so I went on a search for an accessible online or in my local area child and infant first aid course and I found one that you could do in person I think it was over a day or two days and I just thought oh my god my mum brain I can't even remember what happened like five minutes and I'm gonna <laughs> attend this course <laughs> yeah and then I'm not gonna remember like anything from it my brain is just a sieve and so that didn't feel like the right option I found an Australian one which looked amazing, but it was super pricey. So I was like, mm, "Okay, feels like like obviously good investment because could save my child's life, but also <laughs> like not working. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, don't have a lot of like.
2: You shouldn't be having to pay through the roof for yeah. an essential life skill really should yeah, you yeah I know
3: so I just sort of thought like there's got to be a better way of doing this but I was not the person to deliver that content because I was looking for the answer not the <laughs> not the um yeah I wasn't the person skilled in that area so I sort of went on a bit of a search I, I wrote like a plan of what I wanted the course to be about and to look like and who I wanted it to help and then i actually found a really lovely mum through the kiwi birth tales um instagram who is an extended i'm gonna get this right extended care paramedic Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so she works down in wellington and she's got two little kids as well not much older than or around the same age as jai and we connected and i sort of told her what my idea was and she said like this is just so needed and sounds amazing and she was totally on board and I wanted to do it in the same format that I'd done your birth project in because Mm. I think it's so valuable to be able to go back to something um like if you feel like you've absorbed the CPR content for example and then a week later you're thinking actually I don't know if I remember how to do that, an in-person course. Unless you've written notes, it's really hard to sort of jog your memory on what you learned. Yeah. So I wanted to create a course that you could go back to um, and also that felt like it was easy to understand, like not a lot of jargon and um, words that – You might come across in a first aid course that you're like, oh, I don't know what that means, but I don't want to ask, be the one person Mm. in this class that asks (laughs) that question. Yeah, Um, And yeah, I think Hannah just felt like the perfect person to do that with. So she came up from Wellington on a weekend and we recorded the course and I honestly finished it and I was like, oh my gosh, I just feel like this is exactly what I've been looking for because now I know what to do if like Jai got a burn or... Mm. if he was choking or like you know all of these different things that i was thinking about as a parent didn't know the answer to and google told me like five different things yeah um as soon as we finished that course i said to her i was like hannah like i you've just given me everything that i wanted to know about child Mm. first aid and yeah so that's where the mini kiwis first aid course comes from so it covers all children up to the age of five um that's awesome. Yeah. Like
2: what an incredible resource. I'm definitely yeah. gonna be doing that. Me too.
0: Is it similar <laughs> with your birth project how is it a year you have
3: um the is first aid is in lifetime oh, access so far great. as wow. long as long okay. as the course exists on yeah. the internet, um you you get it because I yeah. just think it's one of those things that like you probably wanna revisit um yearly yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah. or every time you have a scare you're
0: like (laughs) like, what am I doing I'm one of those mums who did like a child first aid course and I do not remember anything from it no
3: I just think like that it's so hard to learn like well personally I find it so hard to learn like that like I might feel really good at the end of the day but Mm. then like a week later yeah mm. yeah what
0: do I do here yeah yeah Mm. I think I'm definitely going to do that one as well me too probably, <laughs> probably save my child's life and message you about two minutes
3: later. <laughs> uh, I, 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 like I remember talking with Hannah and there's there is a disclaimer at the start of the course it's like um it gives you exactly what you should get from a first aid course which is the ability to provide like life-saving care while you're waiting for a paramedic to arrive or while you're going to Mm. the doctors or whatever that looks like Mm. like the intention isn't that we're teaching you how to diagnose and look after your your kid without (laughs) involving the medical professionals which i think is really important to
0: um to understand Mm. as well yeah Absolutely. absolutely So, what is next for you then, Jordan? Well, that's an amazing question. <laughs> um,
3: I'd love, Joe would actually probably love it if I'd tell you because then he'd be like, okay, this is what our life looks like for the next like six months. <laughs> uh, um, but I've got a few different things on the go um, this year. I've obviously got the journal for your birth project mm-hmm. that. I'm hoping to launch over the next month or so. Um, And I've recently finished a birth trauma practitioners course. So supporting supporting mums through or families through birth trauma. Um, So I'm wanting to work with some clients in person or, you know, like this in the birth trauma space, because I think there's a lot of work to be done there. Um, But I would equally love to create a journal or some type of online resource in the birth trauma space too because I think yeah. there's a lot of us or a lot of mums out there who really feel like they need some support but they're not ready to talk to someone else about it yet yeah. so I think there's a lot of work that could be done in self-reflection mm-hmm. um in the birth trauma space so we'll see what I come up with <laughs> um, <laughs> come up with there and I've got a few different other products that i'd really love to launch this year too i won't go into too much detail about them um but i will say that they will be for um in the realm of sleep and helping you have um more comfortable postpartum nights so mm, you can use your um FBI heads, <laughs> 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 and see what you can come up with there. But yeah, so I've got a few different like products and things on the go. exciting.
1: Yeah. Um, is your mind's always ticking. Like, what next? What's missing?
3: You just so it's so annoying. Yeah. Like, I just, honestly, I'm. So, I'll be awake with Ali in the night, and I'm like, damn it, I need to turn my phone on and write in my notes because <gasps> otherwise, I'm not gonna be able to go back to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's but amazing. I just think like as a mum, and now that I'm like in this space and like this world of Mm. birth and you know education and this type of business I just think there's so many things that I want to know the answer to as a mom or there's so many products that I wish existed as a mom and I'm Mm. like there's got to be other people that feel the same way yeah that I do and Mm. like I'm not a genius like I'm no different to any other um mom out there I'm just sort of lucky that I've got this community that I've built that is in the same space at the same time as mm-hmm. me and um yeah if I can come up with products or courses or a podcast or whatever that might be that helps them on that journey then yeah I feel super privileged to be able to do that
0: it's amazing yeah it's, yeah thank oh, you yeah. for everything yeah. that you do yeah no oh, thank you definitely
2: yeah um, help so many people
1: mm-hmm. yeah for sure And one question that we would like to ask you, just to Mm. finish off, is if there's one baby product that you would recommend to a new mum or parent, what would that
3: be? So for
0: the baby? Can be for For, the baby.
3: Yeah, or mum or whoever. Mm. Or both. (laughs) I reckon a good swaddle is my my key thing for babies. Yeah. Like, I just, with both Ali and Jai, they would not sleep with their arms out of that bloody swaddle. Yeah. (laughs) And it actually became, like, a godsend because I was like, okay, this has sort of become, like, a sleepy cue for them. Even after, like, a couple of weeks, it's like they are in their swaddle and they sort of calm down a little bit in time for sleep. So I think that would be, like, one of my key go-to baby products. Um, And for mum, I think it depends on the kind of – birth that you end up having but um i'm just a huge fan of the viva la vulva healing spray if you've had a vaginal birth yeah. i think like that made a huge difference for me healing from my birth with ali yeah and it's like it is seriously magic that stuff like i had all these other sounds this sounds so and stupid but <laughs> i had all these itchy bites on my feet the other day after i'd been at this wedding in the evening and i had no cream or anything to put on them and they were driving me insane and i was like oh my god you know what i'm just gonna spray some of this stuff on there and see what <laughs> happens <laughs> and they stopped itching oh. I swear to god oh, oh wow so- uh-huh. I don't know what's in there, but Stevie, who makes those products did tell me that you can use um, the healing spray for thrush. So I wonder if there's something in there that's just like helps with itching Mm. because um, like if you're healing from a tear or stitches or whatever, that can sometimes be itchy too. So there must be something in there that's like a little gold, (laughs) little gold ingredient. So yeah, I think that's a really great one. And one other thing that I, um, just swear by is the silverette oh, yeah. nipple cups. Oh my gosh, um, we because... talk about
1: them. They are just amazing.
3: <gasps> nothing <laughs> yeah. can prepare you for a baby sucking on your nipples. No, four four seven. <laughs> no, <laughs> like literally nothing. Um, and I just think, yeah, some people don't even end up needing to use them because they've got angel babies who have a perfect latch and never do any damage to their nipples. <laughs> but I've never had one of those, <laughs> yeah. um, and so yeah, I think they have been like a godsend or they were a godsend for me in those first couple of weeks. Um,
0: So, yeah. It's definitely a must-have for sure.
3: I just think that's the problem though, right, is there's so many must-haves or things. Not not must, it's not like you're going to die if you don't have them. um, Your nipples might, but (laughs) you'll be (laughs) fine. You you might want to. (laughs) But, yeah, I think, like, yeah, there's just so many different products that um, I love and, like, will recommend, but I think those are probably my two.
0: Two top mm. ones, cool. Thank awesome. you, thank you so
2: much, Jordan. You are no, you're you. such like a goer. You, you think of something and you're like, I'm going to sort this out, yeah, and like a fixer, and I'm going to find make this resource for mums who need it. It's very Whereas inspirational
0: I'm like yeah. Someone oh, yeah, no
3: comes up with that. <laughs> 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 thank you. No, I think um yeah, I don't really know where that's come from. I think like once you sort of start though, you're just like Can't okay, stop. well. I've done that one thing and now I've got something else um, and yeah, it just sort of snowballs from there. But I really appreciate you guys wanting to have me on the podcast and it's been lovely to chat.
1: Yeah. How's it been being on the other side of it? It's yeah. actually
3: been really nice, but like, yeah, like I said, I just talk and talk and talk and talk, which is why <laughs> I am glad I'm like a host with, like quite set out questions Mm. on the podcast because otherwise our episodes would be like three hours long and (laughs) be talking, which is not what people want to hear all the time.
1: No, No. we know that people will love hearing from you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that you really enjoyed it. Um, You can find us on Instagram at parrotpod.nz and you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe or give us a rating.
0: We have also got um, a really awesome giveaway happening at the moment that Jordan from Kiwi Birth Tales and Your Birth Project has joined up with us to do. So she's giving away three of her course bundles. So that is access to her Your Birth Project course and uh, lifetime access to her mini Kiwis first aid course. So... Head over to our Instagram, enter the giveaway, um, and three lucky winners will be chosen. Gosh, that's so it's good. awesome. I want to win it.
2: Yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: Same. <laughs> Very good.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Next week, we've got Jazz, who is a Niku twin mama. And that was a great, great chat. Really nice insight into um, how Niku works. So yeah. definitely worth tuning in for. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. See you next Bye. week. Bye. <laughs>